using therapeutic communication. And that's huge. A lot of them don't even know how to talk to a patient. That's half the battle. Yes. You know, sometimes they're standing outside the door and they're, and I said, did you go in and talk to the patient yet? No. And I'll be like, you have to go into the room and talk to the patient. That's, that's part of the program here. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Hey. Welcome back, you guys. Thank you very much for joining me. My name is Swadik Mayanja, but you guys can call me Q the Nurse. And I know you don't see me on camera, but trust me, I am here. This is a special, very, 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 very special episode of the Everyday Hero Show because I am talking to an old professor um, that I had. This uh, One of the professors that actually got me through nursing school. Very importantly, the only reason I'm doing this is because of the lady you are seeing right now in front of the screen, um, Dr. Brzee. Um, I knew her per before as Doctor uh, Professor Mancini, but this is this is this is a special episode. So please hang in there with us, <laughs> Doctor um, Professor Brzee. Please, um, thank you very much for doing this. Thank uh, you for having me. Of course. So I like to do this with everybody, and this is just bare bones. So as quickly and as uh, actually not as quickly, take your time with this. But I want to know the origin story because I actually don't know this. This is actually pretty cool. So I don't even know where you're from. I don't even know why you decided nursing, but mm. you were my professor for like three, four. Like you were my professor for every single year I was in nursing school. You were a part of that year. Yeah. So yeah. Um, why don't you tell me in the beginning, where are you from and why did you decide nursing? Well, let's see. Um, I grew up in Tewksbury, Massachusetts. Okay. About uh, an hour or so from Framingham, where you went to school. Um, ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to be a nurse. So my mother tells me. <laughs> <laughs> used to play with little baby dolls and pretend I was the nurse taking care of them. Um, so it just kind of st stuck in my head for since I was a little kid that I wanted to be a nurse. Um, and that's what I did. Uh, when I went to a technical high school, I took up health technology, received my CNA certificate, my medical assistant certificate, did the EKG program there, the phlebotomy, and then it just snowballed from there. Um, went to for my LPN, then my associates, then my bachelor's, then my master's, and then I said, why not go for a doctorate? <laughs> so I uh, kind of went up the ladder in little steps. Um, took the slow route, I guess you could say. Most people kind of jump from, you know, LPN right into bachelor's or whatever now. Yeah. Um, but I went the slow route. Um, loved every minute of it, though. I just love education. I just love to learn. So, so. I love that. So that, see, I did, I did not know that. Um, but you really did just touch on literally every level. You said, mm -hmm. you said CNA, you got, yeah. you, you did, you were a phlebotomist, LPN, yeah. then be uh, uh, associates, then, I mean, every single yeah, level, right? Yeah. So, and it's nice to know, and it really is nice to know that you let, you knew from the beginning that this is what you wanted to do and you just continued to go and you mm. were in education all the way. But I have to ask the question, did you hit a level of education or did you hit a level of nursing where you said more more schooling is not going to be worth it? Or are you still in school? Like, where are you in that? I have to I have to be honest. After I graduated Mass Bay with my associate's degree, I was like, and I and I was a nurse and mm -hmm. I started being a nurse. I was like, eh, all of this education stuff, I feel like unless I'm going to be an NP, unless I'm going to be a nurse educator, yeah. I feel like what else do I have to learn? Yeah, I think well, the bulk, the the yeah, the bulk of my education was my associates program. I think that's where I got all of my well, the LPN too, where I got all of my hands-on training. Mm, yes, the bachelor degree, I was exhausted. I felt like 
it was a lot of research, a lot of papers, a lot of presentations, and I it just felt like it was never ending. I felt like I was never going to graduate. <laughs> I, I felt like I was always one more credit, one more course, one more. You're almost there, one more course, and I just felt like the degree was never going to happen. Um, and at that point, I kind of felt like, why am I getting my bachelor's? Right. What is what am I doing this for? That's the question. Yeah, that's what I w- was thinking. But then I realized a lot of. Um, facilities kind of required this bachelor's behind your you know rn so i said i'm glad i did it i'm glad i went on and then after that i i did want my np and that's when the masters came in of course because i needed that exactly so that was my goal with the masters was the np piece um and then the doctorate was just kind of I've gone this far. <laughs> I might as well go all the way, and um, and it, it has helped with the education piece, working in education to have that doctorate. Um, yeah, there's a lot more avenues I can take now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I and that's really good. And I, and so the obvious question is, did the education process come easy to you? Because everyone and their mother complains about how hard nursing school is, how difficult the process is. And you literally took the longest path for each. <laughs> like, did. I mean, like, it, it just is you took the longest path yeah. for each process, right? So I did. Were you did you just enjoy the learning process the entire way? Or was it just circumstances every time? It's like, I don't have um, the time to go four years and dedicate to straight from a BSN to a doctorate or straight from a nothing to a BSN. Like, was it circumstances? Or did you just love the process each and every way? I was a little of both, I guess. Um, but I did like the process. I just said, I just kind of took it with stride and said one day at a time, I'll get there. You know, I just didn't really think about, you know, oh, this is going to take me, you know, four more years, and do I have that kind of time? And I just said, listen, one day at a time, I'll get there. I'll graduate, you know, I'll just the best I can, and that's it. So the only follow-up question I can have to that is, everyone wants to know which one was the hardest. From what oh. step to what step did it take the, was the, was the most difficult for you? Was it going from uh, getting your master's to your doctorate? Was it going from BSN to master's? What step did you think mm-hmm. took the most out of you? Hmm. That's a hard question. Um, huh. Uh, that's a that's a hard question because I think the I think actually the associates was the hardest because it was all of that clinical, all of that the hands-on, all of it, that's the bulk of what you need to learn to be a nurse right there. Um, I'm not going to say the bachelor's was busy work, but it was a lot of projects (laughs) and presentations and all that stuff that you're like, why are we doing this? But that was a lot. It was a lot of work, um, which actually prepped me for my master's to do my, um, my research project. Yes. So that was helpful in that sense. And then, but the master's for the nurse practitioner piece, that was a lot of clinical too. So that was, good. I don't know, master's was difficult too. And of course, doctorate, I see, they're all got their little. Yeah, and that's the thing, because know? on top of the fact that each of these different um, degrees and steps in mm. the way of being who you are today are like, they ask different things of right. you you are in different places of your life. Like you're not the same person you were when you were no. getting your LPN. You're not the same person no. you were when you were getting your um, associates. So right. like it, it all depends on where you are in your life compared mm-hmm. to what the 
degree or the goal is asking of you. So, I mean, it's the, it really is the only question. I mean, the only answer you could have given is it depends. It really does it really depend does. on who yeah. you are and how you go about it. Um, <clears throat> so is are, are you done with the doctorate? Do you see yourself doing more um, education? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. I think not. I'm done. <laughs> oh, congratulations. No, but what's funny is I had... I was talk was talking to people and I was kind of not that I'm bored, but sometimes I get the like, do I want yes. another doctor or oh something? What God. am I gonna do? Because sometimes you you go to school so much and for so long, yes. you're thinking, now what can I do? You know? But um, I th no, I think I am done. Congratulations. <laughs> I should be. <laughs> so, but who knows? You never know. Yes. Um. So I I do want to uh, just transition this because. <sighs> I I, I want to just just preface this by saying that a lot of nurses, like a lot of healthcare providers, they get into nursing because they have taken care of a family member. They get into healthcare because mm -hmm. something happened dramatic in their life, um, and it says like I want to be the person to help another family, another human being, another patient through this process. Um, you are one of the very few people that have lived, hard, like really like heavily in both the healthcare. Like I am the healthcare provider and the patient side. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't want to say any more than that. Could you just please explain to me and the people your your story? Just tell me your story when it comes to um, uh, how you have dealt with going through um, cancer that you've been dealing with mm -hmm. your literally your whole life, I, the majority yeah, of your life. Yeah, so good why don't you tell, yeah, tell me that. Yep. So um, let's see if I can remember back. Um, <laughs> see, my son is now sixteen. Congratulations. So yeah, when he was, um, I was pregnant with him is when I first got diagnosed the first time with breast cancer. Um, and I was basically told that um, I sh in order to receive treatment, I would have to abort him. And yeah, I was pretty shocked. I said, because with science today and everything else, I thought there must be something they can do. And that was the oncologist who told me that before I could have treatment, I would have to abort. And I thought, oh, there must be something else. And then my OBGYN, who was fabulous, had said, well, let's get another opinion from the <laughs> two, you know, let's, you. let's, oh you know, yes, absolutely. So he um, had me go to the tumor board at Rhode Island Hospital and they all met, you know, examined my case and said, no, she can have the baby, which was great. So I actually went through um, cancer treatment while pregnant and um, he was perfectly fine born healthy thank God um, and then after he, I had him I had uh, more chemo and radiation um, I wasn't sick a day being pregnant which was amazing I did take a I was in my master's program I did take a year off of school because they said I had to but I really probably would have kept going but, um, and I wasn't sick a day though, but I did take a year off of school and I did graduate. I went back to school and did graduate uh, with my master's. Um, fast forward uh, to 2015, I got breast cancer again in the same breast. This time they required mastectomy. Um, so I did have the mastectomy, of course. Um, recovered fine. Everything's been negative since. Everything's, I'm fine, healthy. Everything's good. So, Congratulations. Thanks. <clears throat> of course. So let's yeah. listen, listen, let's back this up because I know. <laughs> so she's making it sound to sound like I know. she makes it out to sound like such an easygoing process, but like the mental stress that it must, yeah. you've must have gone yeah. through when yeah. your key, when your, uh, your chemo doctor, 
um, told you that you need to right. abort your kid to have the treatment I to know. save your life. Yeah. Yeah. That was stressful. Yeah. That uh, is yeah. insane. Yeah. yeah. That is insane. Yeah. I hope you have a different. Do- okay. Let's, no. let's, let's, <laughs> well, I still have that same oncologist. Oh, my God. I know. You're, you're I know. trusting. You're I know. Trusting. And she did apologize. Really. I mean, she really did. She, of course. Because she said that she had no idea. She'd never treated anybody that was pregnant, pregnant and, and had cancer. I mean, yeah. she just had never heard of such a thing. Yes. And so she. She did really apologize. She had no idea. Um, so it was really something else. See, that's that's super intense. And I, I, I like hats off to you. But um, I just want to just mention this because this is the only time I don't want to say the only time I felt bad about being a nurse. And this was even before I was a nurse. But so uh, so like I said, so uh, Professor uh, uh, Brose here, she had me. In our class, she had um, a scenario, like one of those scenario papers that we do, like, you know, um, clinical studies that we do. Um, And she didn't tell us that it was her in the beginning of the class. So everyone went through the class and we were looking through this case study and we were doing the case study. and, And in the case study, they were talking like the patient was concerned about losing her hair. Right. And I'm hardcore like, oh, my goodness, who gives a shit about the hair? Who cares about the hair? I was like, <laughs> let's take care of the kid. Let's take care of what needs to be taken care of. Right. Um, and then at right. the end of the class, when you said that it was you, I think that was the first time like I felt like a bad nurse. Right. Um, like and as a nurse now, mm-hmm. it just it's very clear to me that. It doesn't matter if you treat the patient for mm-hmm. who, like, okay, we take care of the cancer, we take care of the broken leg, we take care of the heart attack. If that patient doesn't have what they want to live for, right. why, why does it matter? Right. Like, why? Why are right. you saving this patient if the only thing that they care about is no longer there, right? Right. <clears throat> and then you just mentioned the thing about your kid. Um, tell me the mental, like, how did you go through that process? Like, because you, you just made it sound like, yeah, you were healthy, like you were physically healthy, but how, like, what were you doing to get yourself through that process? Because that sounds just so difficult. Yeah, it was. I mean, I had my moments, I would think, in private where I was really distraught and upset, but I felt like through the whole process, I was trying to be more positive for everybody else. Oh, my God. Yeah, and that's tough because I think everybody else took it harder than... I thought they were, you know, and I, so I was trying to be upbeat and positive, like, it's not a bad thing. Look, <laughs> I lost my hair and I would, you know, cause I was wearing, um, a lot of, you know, wigs and whatnot. But then one day I was with my family and I just said, you know, you want to see what I look like bald? <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> and I remember my dad kind of looking kind of funny, like, I, I don't know if I want to see that. I'm like, it's okay. It's all right. You know? And so I think everybody was very scared when yeah, I was going through treatment and I think I just wanted to make them feel okay. You know, and like that, I'm gonna be fine. Everything's fine. I'm going through treatment, but I'm healthy. I I don't feel sick. I wasn't re- I wasn't sick a day. I really wasn't. And I was pregnant at the time. That, that's and incredible. And so yeah, and um, so I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that everything was gonna be all right. So I felt like I was reassuring everybody else, and that kind of helped helped me keep going and just being positive. I mean, I just I didn't have to, no downtime. There was just no time to be negative or. You know, can I ask you a real question? Yeah. Are you resentful for any of this? Like, do you feel like I feel like that's so much weight on your shoulders? You're pregnant. You're going through chemo. You you just got diagnosed with cancer. And this entire time you're trying to make everyone else feel OK. Like, do, no. I, like I would be the most bitter human being on the <laughs> like I can't like that's so much. But, you know, I'm, I was a 
lucky one, I guess. I mean, twice, getting hit with it twice. And the second time, maybe I was a little bit nervous. Of course. You know, um, but I, I think I had really good doctors, and I think, you know, they really gave me the right direction, the right treatments. They, they t- you know, yeah. basically told me this is what's got to be done. And I'm like, you do what you have, whatever you have to do because I want to live. Of course. Basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole key, key is just to be positive. But I never felt resentful about anything. I never felt... Um, not bitter, not no, upset. You, not, you never no. got annoyed by trying to make other people feel comfortable um, with your illness? I don't think so. No, no. And I, I think um, made me a stronger person going through it. Um, I think I'm a better nurse for it. I mean, I, I, I think um, when I go to clinical with students and I... I explained to them, you know, just put yourself in their position. How would you feel? And think about their family. What do you think they're going through? You know, they just got a bad diagnosis. I mean, how would you want to be treated? That type of thing. And and like that uh, case study we did in your class, Mm -hmm. I think that is that's the one that that's like when I whenever I'm thinking of like. Because you have a lot of patients that are like, I want to leave AMA. I don't want to do this treatment. Mm-hmm. Or like, I want to go the extra mile and try something brand new. Right. And like, as a nurse, I'm like, no, this is not what you should do. But that's every time I feel that way, I think about that moment in class. Oh, wow. I think about, it doesn't matter what I want. Mm-hmm. Like, let's figure out what the patient's goal is. Right. And whatever that goal is, let's go for that goal. Yeah. If that patient's goal is, I want to see my fish again. I want to go yeah. for a walk again. I, it doesn't matter what the, we are going for that patient's goal. It doesn't matter if that means I'm going to live another 50 years or I'm going to live another week. Yeah. Right. So um, I, I have to say that's one of the moments in nursing school that I remember the most clearest because I was like dead wrong on all of it but like i learned like it just it just sticks with me i have to just say it sticks with me the most and i remember it quite quite often um so let's let's transition to actual nursing school so you're a nursing professor right yep tell me um your pro your your decision from i'm a nurse um to i want to become a nursing professor how did that happen when did that I always happen? loved to teach. I always knew I wanted to do this for years. I remember, I remember um, working on the units, and I kept saying to myself, "I just, I'd rather be in education." <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> yes. loved being in the nurse on the floor, but for years, I just, I always thought teaching is where it's at. I just want to teach. You know, I have a lot of knowledge. I feel like I, I've done it. I've seen it. I just want to teach it. Yes. Um, so I couldn't wait to get a job As anywhere a, teaching. Good for um, you students know that I, I've worked with a lot of nurses that work on units that mm-hmm. are uh, what's it called just the pre, not the preceptors the um, clinical instructors but oh, they're yeah. not teaching at the actual schools yeah. did you do that before you became a professor no um, or did oh, okay so you just <laughs> jump right like jumped nose right dive in, you you were ready yes. you knew you knew yep. good for you good for you okay so let's jump into being a nursing professor and I had a nursing professor last week on for my uh, for the everyday hero show so I'm not gonna be speaking on the generalities I told uh, I said that this is this one we're going to focus on um, the skills lab and clinical Right. Um, because I had you for both. And mm-hmm. I think this is a perfect situation mm-hmm. to, to like air my grievances. OK, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> no, no, no. With the general practice of skills lab 
and okay. unclinical. Yeah. But let's start at Skills Lab because that's where everyone needs to start, okay? Yep. Can you just tell me, especially freshman year or for the new nurses, I don't know what it works for every single nursing per school nursing curriculum, but for the brand new students that are going to nursing skill lab, what are your goals for those students in that skill lab? To be safe. Point blank. Uh, yes. I mean, safety, that's all we want our nurses, nursing students to come out with is yes. that get the, get the grasp on being safe being a safe practitioner. That's huge. Of course. Um, and the biggest issue I'm having now in skills lab because um, is this evidence-based practice, um, the research, yes. the most current research. What I'm finding now is in skills lab, um, we might be teaching a skill. Uh, it could be on how to do a finger stick, okay? And they might have been taught one way in practice, where they're practicing now. Um, some of them are doing finger sticks. Yeah, exactly, as nursing assistants, yep. MAs, whatever, yeah. And they may have been taught one way in their practice, and we're teaching them another way. And so they're, they're questioning it. Well, why are you doing it this way? And it says, well, so we tell them. You know, evidence says, you know, the best research says that, and we give them the rationale, and they say, oh, okay, well, how come we're doing it different in our practice? Exactly. And sometimes the research doesn't get to their particular practice Facility, for whatever, whatever reason. Exactly. Yep. And so I say to them, well, we're teaching you the right way. We're teaching you the best evidence that, you know, the research that is most current. Um, and I say, you can bring it back to your facilities and let them know that this is the, <laughs> the best evidence, the most recent research and see what they do with it. Yes. Okay. And hopefully they maybe they change their policies. So look up the research and then change their policies. So that's kind of the struggle we're having right now. I think with a lot of the students that are in practice right now, uh, working as a CNA or an MA or an EMT, whatever. Yes. Um, that's kind of the struggle right now we're having in Skills Lab. But the the main goal in Skills Lab is that they practice safety. safety that's first. huge. Safety yeah. first. Yeah. <clears throat> So, and I love that answer because like, I think if those are the goals in skills lab, right? Like just at, at least the, the safety one, I'm 1000% about. And like, that has to be the goal for mm -hmm. every new nurse, every new nursing assistant, anything in healthcare, safety has to be the number one goal, right? right. Um, the evidence-based is important. I think, um, especially like understanding the concept of evidence-based because I have to push back just a little bit mm -hmm. because as a nurse, the process of something being evidence-based and the time in which it takes to become Correct. policy into the facility mm -hmm. could be weeks, oh, years, yes. months, decades. I mean, yeah. like, and, and there's something new coming out every single day. So you can't expect the uh, facility or the hospital or wherever you work to get that evidence-based out and running every single time there's something new. Because you would be doing education literally every day 24 7 if you had to do everything yep. based on the newest brandest like cleanest um, research um so understanding that evidence-based is what the nursing schools are teaching you and you have to that that's the concept like you have to understand that we want the best thing for the patient and if this comes out this is what we're going to do and that's what we're going to teach is the way i think understanding that concept is very important mm -hmm. um but I have to talk about those actual skills. So yes. if, let's get into the nitty gritty of these actual skills because mm -hmm. I can't tell you 
how stressful it is being a nurse and you are a nurse and you've been through every one of these process so you must understand and i have to say like right off the bat you were one of the professors everyone wanted to do their skills <laughs> skills you know, test this with. is a riot because i was talking to one of your previous professors yes. texting and i said i was test i was doing competencies last night at my other facility so, i work yes. at and I said, they're all lining up. They want me to test them. What's going on? <laughs> there are three other stations. Why do they all want to test with me? So she says, ha, 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 on the text. So, okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, it's because we, like, I don't know if if you just clearly said it. I couldn't remember if you clearly said it. But you put an ease into the students' hearts where it's like, I understand that you knew with this. I understand that this is a little bit yeah. nerve-wracking for you. And I'm with you. But, like, I got that, especially as a nursing student from you, especially that your 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 only goal was safety. Yes. And do you understand what you're doing? Exactly. Though, that's it. That's like it. if you forgot the like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to wash my hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're going to wash hands. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to do this before this. I got you. Like, it's not the end of the world. It's right. not a real patient. You got it. Um, so like for all the nursing professors out there, just understand, like, let your students know that you are on their team exactly. and you want the best for, for them. Cause in like, I just have just like the honest truth is every time you were one of the professors there as a skills lab, for, like a uh, instructor, everyone was like, I, I, I need, I need, I need to be in that line. Oh, I need to be in nice. that line. Um, <laughs> because it, it, we felt it, we felt it. Um, but, um, yeah. So during those skills testings, right. Um, how do you, what do you do specifically to make those students feel comfortable? Like, what are you telling them? How are you going about letting them know that I am on your team and the goal is safety? What are you doing to make them feel that way? I tell them right off the bat, this is what I do now anyway. I say, first of all, I'm human. Yes. <laughs> you know, I said, um, just first take a deep breath. You know this. I tell them, I want them to relax right off the bat exactly. when they get in there. Yeah. I said, you know, just, and I don't like to interrupt them. I let them just go with the flow. Just do the whole competency. We call it competencies when they yes. test. Just go through the whole skill when they're testing. And at the very end, if I think they forgot something that's on the skills checklist, I might give them a little hint and say, well, you might have forgot something up in this area <laughs> here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to do this or whatever. Yes. So, you know, that's all it takes. Of and then they get it. Of you know, course. I find that um, sometimes the instructors, if they interrupt them in the middle, it, it screws up their whole concentration. Then they get really nervous. Exactly. They get the sweaty palms and they're yes. like, I don't know what to do next. Uh. And then it really it just gets them all nervous. So, yeah, I just let them go. Go. I tell them just go. Go through it. Just I'm not going to interrupt you. Just go through your whole test. And then at the end, if I have to, we'll, have, we'll you know, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Um, I love that approach. And it's probably like the most calming approach because that's mm -hmm. the thing. Like most people, especially like once you become a nurse, a lot of the stuff, I know as a nursing student, it seems confusing and complicated, but as a nurse, it just becomes common sense. It yes. just makes it like, it makes sense that you do this step before this step and this step before that that's step. Right. right. Like, but you don't think about common sense when you're nervous, when you're freaking right. out, when, when someone's saying you forgot this, you forgot that. But the calmer the pay, the, the nursing student, the calmer the student, um, the better the outcome is. <clears throat> so I, I do have to say, um, I don't know if this is what you're doing now, right? But there are certain skills that I wish we did more practice with. And I don't know how mm -hmm. much say professors have in the deciding on what skills are taught mm -hmm. in um, these skills labs. 
and it could be a little more intense, but the amount of focus people uh, we spend in nursing school on vital signs during nursing school, you might think is ridiculous, but as a nurse, I promise you, you are going to be thankful for every second you spend doing vital signs. Because yes. you are doing vital signs 24-7, 365 in every scenario. The beginning of the shift, every four hours during your shift, mm -hmm. um, when any emergency happens, vital signs, you need to be tip like... So for all those nursing students that are like, oh my goodness, I already know how to take a temperature. I yeah. already know how to take mm. a blood pressure. Trust me, you don't know how to do right. it well enough. Please just listen to your nursing professors when they tell you to do vital signs over and over again. That's super important. <clears throat> but the things I wish we spent more time with, and mm -hmm. I don't, like I said, I don't know if this is something you have a say in, yep. but are, um, so wound care is difficult because every wound is different, yes. right? So that one, I, I give a little push, like a little uh, area of like fidget, like you have space there, right? Because that makes sense because you can't teach every single wound. Um, cath cathing patients, mm -hmm. especially if you're going to be working in an acute care facility um, and IVs. I don't think we spend... Yeah. I don't know if nursing students need to know how to place IVs because facilities do a lot of that teaching, but I wish that's something I knew. Do you yeah. guys have a say in any of that? And what is the, how do you go about teaching the more in-depth things? Yeah, we the faculty do have say. Uh, we kind of, we, well, we do. We follow the uh, NCLEX plan. Of course, You yes. know, uh, and then um, formulate our curriculum based on that so that we make sure the students are getting the right education. Um, so, um, and the IV piece, like you said, most, most facilities they do, colleges, do that yeah teaching. you get yeah. that on on site wherever you work <laughs> um yeah because normally that that piece is just monitoring the site that's exactly. all we really do we don't teach how to put them Place in, them in. Um, but you're right about the catheters and the, the wound care yes we do do that oh yeah um do. and then um but yeah we spend a, a lab on it you yeah. know and then practice everybody has to get into the practice lab and practice it um but we it depends on what's i guess it depends on what school you go to per se i guess and yeah. how much hands-on i guess you really get and the requirements some some have mandatory lab time for you know to practice x amount of time yeah x amount of and, and hours and um some schools have um longer lab sessions yes lab, longer lab time in class um in general the regular class not just the practice class of course. so it depends i guess how much exposure you get to those areas i guess you have to research your programs before you yeah um get into them so uh last thing on clinical um i'm not clinical uh, last thing on skills lab before we jump to clinical what are your thoughts how do you feel about the sim lab i love it you do yeah, I do love SimLab. Um, I'm a, as a replacement for clinical. No, 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 not as a no, replacement, just but as, just just as SimLab as yes. like a plus to oh, yeah. um, Skills Lab. Yeah, yeah, I love them. I love the Sims. Um, I prefer to write my own, and go. then um, so I, I can kind of tweak them how I like them. Yes. Um, that's I like that rather than using one that's already, you know, formulated and just plug it in. Um, and I think students like that better too. Exactly. When I write my own, <laughs> yeah. sometimes you can do the voices for the mannequin <laughs> and that's kind of fun too. They like that. Um, yeah, it's, it, you can make them as realistic as you want. Yes. 
and um, and I, I like to see how the students respond and the debriefing after. You can kind of pick apart what you did well, what you could have, you know. Of course. Um, but students do very well with, in, in simulation, I think, um, for the most part. And ditto. I love, love, love SimLab. Because when you're in the clinic, uh, when you're in the skills lab and you're working on mannequins that don't have any response, don't have nothing you are working with, like there's no reaction, mm-hmm. right? It's all everything you do. And then you have to talk your way through these things. Right. Um, yes, of course, you need to go through those steps. But the sim lab is literally the closest thing you do get before mm-hmm. you get into the actual yeah. clinicals. Um, and like you said, when the professor writes their own sim lab situations, case studies, it's much better because the professor knows this group of students are at this place. Right. These pre like pre made sim lab, you know, formats, yeah. whatever they have, like just generic things. Mm-hmm. But like the professor knows these students need a little bit more help on stroke. These exactly. Stu- exactly. So, um, yeah. but what I wish we did more, and like. I, I, and this is per school, but like this is just my perspective. Mm-hmm. What I wish we did more were more of the emergency, emergency oh, situations. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, like a brain attack, a stroke patient, or a heart attack, mm-hmm. or you know, someone go like little dehiscence, anything that is emergent. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it is um, the facility's job where you work to do the continuing education based on what that facility is. Because like I know when I went to my uh, where I work right now as the the cardiac floor, I know that I wanted more heart attack patients in sim lab, but not everyone that I graduated with is working on a cardiac Correct. floor. Correct. And yeah. I keep coming back to that, Professor, because I put so much blame on the nursing like school, right? No, Those, no. But it's impossible because you can't teach everything I need to know. Correct. You have to yeah. teach everything for everyone in that class, yeah. right? It's it's just it's really difficult. And like your, uh, I was watching your other um, <laughs> interview. Oh, thank you. Your console, your console. Thank you. <laughs> and how you were talking about? She was talking about the general, the general. Um, NCLEX. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we teach to the generalist i exactly. guess practitioner so um that's what it is so kind of like the simulations are safety communication and kind of like the basic um infection control and all those basic ones um but i see what you're saying yeah it would have been nice to have kind of an emergency one or yeah. you know the cardiac patient you know yeah, yeah no, no. something that, those, interesting those, 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 something those, higher level exactly. once those, in a while those are cue the nurse specific requests yeah. <laughs> and you can't, you can't do specific requests yeah. when you're teaching to all nursing right. students, right? So I definitely understand that. But let's make the jump into from clinical to, um, uh, uh, I mean, from skills lab to clinical. When you, that jump is very important because it's so funny to say, um, Professor, that during the skills labs, I want all the technical skills. Mm-hmm. But once you jump into clinical, you're not dealing with a dummy. You're not dealing yeah. with a mannequin. You're not dealing with the sim lab. You're dealing with a human being. And it's crazy for me to say, but while I was in clinical, I respected and I understood that the soft skills, that the caring, the communication, that the dealing with other interdisciplinary teams was mm-hmm. super, super, super important. Mm-hmm. And a lot of nursing students that are gonna watch this, listen to this, um, is going to be like, oh my goodness, that's definitely not what I believe. But I promise you, once you become a nurse, I really appreciated those clinicals where we went to. 
and it was i know people say this all the time mm -hmm. but where we did a lot of the cna work yeah. right um and i'm if you, you can't see me but i'm saying that in air quotes because it ends up being nursing work it ends up being right. anyone who can do it will do it because it's for the patient right mm -hmm. but that's it like that's what we're there for mm -hmm. we're not there to give like right anyways so what i wanted to ask you uh, professor is how do you go about, especially with the newer nurses, and that's when I had you as a clinical mm -hmm. instructor, what are your goals once they step from the skills lab into the clinical? How do you go about, how do you integrate them into now we're doing actual patient care? Yeah, well, the first thing I tell them is, because I, I get that feeling when they get in there. Some of them do have experience yes. working in other areas, and they kind of do feel like that, some of them that have experience, like, well, what is this? This exactly. is boring, and this is it's very slow-paced. And I try to tell them, Everything counts. Everything matters. Um, everything, everything you do, every second that we're here, it, it really does affect the patient. It affects the staff. It affects the facility. It matters every second that you're here. So, again, they're just starting out. It's their first clinical rotation. And the main things we focus on is that they're being safe, that the patient is safe, that they're communicating appropriately, yes. using therapeutic communication. And that's huge. A lot of them don't even know how to talk to a patient. That's half the battle. Yes. You know, sometimes they're standing outside the door and they're, and I said, did you go in and talk to the patient yet? No. And I'll be like, you have to go into the room and talk to the patient. That's that's part of the program here. Um, so yeah, they're afraid to talk to the patient or even touch the patient. Right. I says, so that's, you know, the first couple of weeks is tough. Oh, really you is. know, they really have to get in there. So just breaking them into that. And then yes. we gradually work our way up to taking their vital signs, giving them a bed bath, you know, and that human touch. That all that all counts. This all matters. It really is. And they think that this is just busy work. It's no. not. This is huge. And some of these patients don't have visitors. Exactly. You know, and they don't get that one on one interaction you know the, the cnas might come in do their business with them and then they walk out and go to the next patient exactly. where we're there for a few hours so they get that one-on-one -on -one care and these patients love it yeah um and i can't emphasize what she's saying like to the like once you once you join the nursing like a, a profession like you you're going to scream at the top of your lungs we need more cnas we need more cnas yeah. because like that 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 actual the, the actual care that the that the the patients get at the hospital is mm. you'll find out really quickly that whatever facility you get you don't have enough CNAs you don't have no. enough nurses and we everyone screams at the door like, nursing shortage nursing shortage all of these things because we want to do that care once you jump from actual nursing student to being an actual nurse in a facility right. you're like yeah i would much rather stay with the patient talk to them about oh, how yeah. they're feeling all of these things and get to that to that personal level while you're doing the bed bath while you're taking them on that Definitely. walk of the day while you're getting them off their butt turning the patient mm. it, all of these things are very very helpful yeah you're gonna pass out meds it's important. That's your job. You need to know these things. Mm. But at the end of the day, you are the nurse to care for the patient. Yeah. The doctor is going to uh, order whatever med they order. And yes, you're going to um, pass that. And I don't want to I don't want to say that that's not important. But as a nurse, you are there to care for the patient. Yeah. Right? You are there to care that's for the it. patient. Um, and I love what you said about the communication. Right. Because oh, big. That's huge. huge. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Like, 
I'm a people person. I do all these oh, camera yeah, things. Definitely. And I was scared out of my mind talking to a patient laying in the bed. I, I don't want to wake up the patient. No, you got to wake I, up the patient. What, I get that all the time. They're sleeping. I'll bother them later. No, you have to get in there now. I need their vitals today. Right? <laughs> you know, oh, not tomorrow. Goodness. Yeah. And that's what students do. They they don't want to bother anybody. Exactly. You know, they don't want to wake them up. I'm like, well, you kind of have to. You have to. You know? but, I know. but there's approaches to do that. There's exactly. different ways you can approach that. You just don't want to go in there and say i'm here let's go vital sign time but you know there's different ways to approach it so and that's what we teach them exactly you know that's the key you 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 have to know that yes you have to wake up the patient it is going to be frustrating no one wants to be woken up right you know by another human being but at the end of the day they need to be woken up and what you are learning in those first few clinicals are this is how you wake up a patient respectfully, right? Correct. With therapeutic communication. This is how you talk to a patient. This is how you clean mm-hmm. a patient. You close the curtain. You give them their privacy. Give yes. them their dignity. These are the things that matter to the patient once they leave the hospital with all of their meds, all of, all of whatever they went through. They're gonna remember the actual care. They're not gonna remember the pill you gave them. Right? That's right. Yeah, right. So I think that's important. So do you have a favorite clinical? group to teach like is it freshman year sophomore year senior year oh it's like freshman. Med- freshman oh yeah why tell me why because they're just fresh they're brand new they're novice they're yes. just yeah they're right off the yeah <laughs> they're perfect i mean i've done the upper class and um and they i i would literally stand on the unit and they're running around me and so and that they're running the show yeah. and it's kind of like they they've got it they've got it all under their belt they kind of well not everything but they they have a good sense of what they're doing where the freshmen um you know i i like to take them under my wing and really give them the give them what they need you know what i mean the of course. Yeah, I, you guys can't best. see me, but I'm cheesing all the way because <laughs> I, I remember. I remember. I remember be- you in clinical. <laughs> yeah. You were you were you were so good with the patients. I remember. I was just talking about you the other day. Oh goody. And I remember you on that unit. And well, you were you were just so sweet with the patients. You were so good and caring and You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, I didn't it, say it. No, <laughs> no. He was you were so good. So I remember you well. And and that's and that's the thing I I don't know. And I think that's the reason I became a nurse is because I like that portion yeah. of be, of healthcare, right? Um, but I have to say, it, it is a struggle for most nursing students. So, yeah. I, and I call you an everyday hero. You are a nursing professor. You are helping all of these brand new nurses make that jump from I'm doing skills lab, I'm doing simulations, to I'm doing clinical mm-hmm. um, rotations, and I'm actually helping other human beings. <clears throat> what is your advice? Um, to these nursing students who are super scared, like what advice can you, what, what do you tell your nursing students and how do you help these people out here that don't have you as a professor, you know, ease their process into being into the clinical to taking care of actual patients? You can do it. Yes. You can do it. If you really want it, you can succeed in nursing school. You can do it. You just have to stay focused, take it slow, don't be working a thousand hours a week. We always tell our <laughs> students that because they're all doing it. Always. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. You know, we always say that the new A in nursing is the C. Wait, wait, explain that to me. Give me more weight. The new A in nursing is the, oh, is yes, the so you C. mean the grades. Grades, yes. Oh, of course. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. preach, yeah. Well, preach. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody comes into the program saying, I'm an A student. Who and when they pre- get that first test grade and they get nervous, when they get that 76, they start crying. 
crying and getting upset. And I'm saying, I'm, you're not even on my radar. <laughs> I say that to him. We had our first test. I said, 76, what are you doing in my office? I said, that's fabulous. And she's, what are you talking about? I said, no, 76, you're not on my radar. Yes. You know, that's fine. That's good. Yeah. I said, it's nursing's hard. It it's really hard. Is. It's a hard yes. career choice. Um, you just have to stay motivated, stay focused. Um, rely on your peers. I mean, go right to your all your tutors. Use all your resources that you have available to you. There's thousands in your college. There's, exactly. We have tons of resources. And yeah. uh, go to your advisor, your mentor that you have on campus. Um, there's mentor programs in most colleges. There's advisors. Like I said, the tutors, the math tutor, the nursing tutor. There's all kinds of tutors. Um, writing tutor. Whatever you need to do. Utilize all the resources that's out there for you. Um, and your professors, obviously, we're here for you. Exactly. You know, um, we, we want you to succeed. We want you to pass. We want you to do well. Um, and just, you know, do your best and, and believe in yourself. Exactly. Um, and I and I really like that because it, it, a lot of the times you can feel defeated. Yeah. You can feel like there's too much to handle. And you, know, you look at these nursing textbooks, they're the size of your head. Yeah, you right. know, you, you see all of the classes you have to take, you know, mm -hmm. on top of the skills lab, you have all the studying on top of like the, the, the you know, the research papers. You it's like the million things that you have to keep in tr on track, but just like follow a schedule and just day by day, just know that you, you, you're getting through it one day at a time, That's one it. day at a time, one day at a time. Um, before I let you go, um, <clears throat> There is this thing where uh, us nurses, and I, and I feel like I hurt. I see it more on the internet than I see in my actual practice. Which maybe, thank God, I just see it only online, and I don't see it in my practice. Maybe I'm just oblivious to it. I don't know. But this whole thing about nurses eating their young. Okay, mm. so like this is for the transition for nurses who just graduated, who are brand new nurses, and like. I don't see it as much, like I said, I don't see it in my practice, but I hear about it so often. So it's obviously happening somewhere, right? And people mm -hmm. are just not lying about this thing. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because I, I, I don't even, I don't even understand why a nurse would be so negative to a brand new nurse. So tell me how you feel about that and what advice you have for people going through that, like that, that struggle. Yeah, uh, that's a tough one. Um, I don't. I didn't see it that much when I got out there. Yeah. To be honest with you, I know people like you said you, you hear about it, exactly. and I think when I hear about it, I'm thinking that the um, the new grad that's getting out there that might be exposed to that. Maybe the seasoned nurse is feeling a little threatened. Maybe is that that's what I'm thinking is happening. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're f uh, afraid of their position, their status, their title. I don't know. It, that might be what's happening. I'm not really sure, to be, to be honest with you. Um, it's a scary thing. It I really mean, they is. should be really uplifting there and taking them under their wing and saying, listen, let me show you the ropes and let me, you know, guide you through the, you like know. the process. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, like, it's, I'm it's just not, saying, like, I'm sitting here with you and, like, you have such a passion for teaching. Like, you said your favorite students to teach are the students that right. don't know anything, right? You. You yeah. enjoy walking them through that process. Right. And a lot of the nurses I know like that. So, uh, like, 
like I, I, like I'm saying, I'm not minimizing it. I'm just saying I mm-hmm. don't see it in my actual practice. Right. But I I feel so bad for anyone that would have to yeah. go through that because yeah. that is such a difficult thing. Because yeah. I know what how f- afraid I was. I know how scared mm-hmm. I was, mm-hmm. and all of these things. Yeah. So for someone to be another colleague of mine to be negative towards me because I forgot to do a certain thing during the procedure or I don't know a lab or whatever new nurses yeah. forget. If you're going to be hard on me for that, I have the rest of the world to be hard on me for that. I don't yeah, need my colleagues. Yeah, they don't need to work in that environment. Exactly. You know, exactly. that's too tough. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, I know you're a teacher, you're a professor, and this is what you do, but do you have any way you want people? <laughs> do you have an Instagram account, a social media that you like to shout I'm out? I'm on Facebook. That's <laughs> other than that. And I'm on Instagram. But there you um, go. Other than that... Um, no, you're you're good. There's no shouting out. There's no plugging. You're doing your no, thing. No, I do work at. I can tell you where I work. Please I, and thank I you. do work at Quinn Sigmund Community College in yes. Worcester, as an associate professor of nursing. I also work uh, as adjunct faculty at Blackstone Valley Tech in the PN program yeah. in, on evenings. And um, that's what I'm busy doing right now. Oh, congratulations. I, I have to say, so like I, I, like I say, I call you guys nurse, uh, everyday heroes because I love what you are doing. And like it's people in my life or people in uh, the uh, lives of people watching that I always get to say, oh my goodness, do this person, interview this person. And I love all that stuff. But like it, it, I don't like to rank teachers, rank professors and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed being in your class, being in your oh, clinical. Thanks. It was always good times. It was always good times. Good. Um, but advice, lastly, before we, we, we end this session, advice to any nurse or a current nurse, anyone who's in the actual profession who wants to be a nursing professor, what do they need to, like, what do they need to know coming into the nursing professor field? Or, or what advice do you have to them to say, this is not going to be the same as being a nurse on the floor three days a week, 12-hour shifts? Um, well, it is different. Oh, yeah. But... Um, you need to have an open mind, which I think you do have to have as a nurse, period, anyway. Be very dedicated to what you're doing. Uh, be very supportive to your students. <laughs> um, there's going to be a lot of highs and lows in the job. You can say that again. Um, but uh, this is, it's very rewarding. There's, I don't think there's anything more rewarding than this. It's like they're your kids. When they graduate and cross that stage, there's just like you can't help but beam and say, I'm a part of that. You know, that's awesome. I love that. And I, I know I'm, uh, we're about to wrap this up, but I have to say, how do you deal with, because you must know, like, and I don't know, because like you, as a nursing student, you go through this phase where like you're doing well, or if there's a class that you're doing really bad at, and especially if it is your class, mm. like you have such, like there's a negative like uh, what's it called? Uh, communication or there's a negative relationship mm-hmm. between you and the students. Yeah. How do you, how do you deal with that negativity? Because all, like, as a student, all you want to say is it's the professor's fault. They're asking way too hard questions. The, 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 their expectations are way too hard, way too high. I can't, I don't know. Like, how do you deal with all of that negativity? Because it's so easy as a student to blame the professor. Yeah. So what do you do to I not- usually grab the student, get them right in my office, and we... Air it out. Air it out. Yeah, you got You way. have to. Exactly. Yeah, you have to get to the root of it because you want them to succeed. You don't want all this... You know, going on and get to the root of what's happening. Why are they having issues? And yeah, absolutely. It really is the only answer. 
because oh, there's yeah. nothing. There's no, how else are you going to yeah. solve that issue? How yeah. else are you going to solve that issue? Last question, I promise. Do you see your students as patients? Like as a nurse, do you see your students as patients or are they like, you said kids because that is yeah. a very different, I know. Is very different some, relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no. So you don't see them as patients? No. No, okay. No. Okay. No, they're that. just individuals, just, um, you know, they're adults, I know, but exactly. I, I say kids meaning, um, I don't know. I shouldn't say kids, but I mean, they feel like, of course you're walking them you know, through a process that you've yeah, been through. Yeah, for two years they're with you. So they exactly. feel like that's what I mean by kids. They feel, they're part of you, like, of you know, and then when they go, it's like, oh, come back and visit. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you're visiting me now. That's right. So, that's right, yeah. That's right. That's right. You guys, I'm telling you. So for all the nursing students out there, like this is, they, it, it is going to be tough. I don't know where yeah. you go to school. I don't know why you're doing it, but it is going to be tough. Stick through it. Once you get through, you're going to be very thankful. And that's what I'm going to end with. Yes. You don't, you don't appreciate, you don't respect, you don't understand your nursing professors until you become a nurse. And once you become a nurse, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Especially as a nurse, if you work in a nursing, yeah. as a teaching facility, yeah. and you see these nursing students come by, you're like, you hats off to every nursing professor. Because like these it's students tough. come, and they don't know anything. They don't know no, anything. No, they don't. Oh, my goodness. They I don't, don't know how to open the Omni cell. <laughs> you're like, oh, is that where we're starting? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, it's true. 